Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business Interview. I'm Jennifer Duke. Every Monday here on Fear and Greed, we like to look at investing. And one of our regular guests is Chris Breike, the founder and CEO of online investment advisor Stockspot. He often talks about exchange-traded funds or ETFs, what's popular and why they're appealing to investors. And today I wanted to focus on one particular type, cash ETFs. Firstly, though, remember, this is general information only. You should definitely seek professional advice before making any investment decisions. Chris, welcome back to Fear and Greed. Thanks for having me back on, Jennifer. So let's start with the very basics. What exactly is a cash ETF? So I think a lot of the listeners you have probably have heard of ETFs generally before, which are these listed funds that enable you to diversify and invest in a whole bunch of different companies or securities at once. Cash ETFs are a little bit more unusual. I don't think too many people have heard of them before, but they're a way of essentially earning a interest rate from the big banks, but rather than depositing your money with the banks, you're actually buying something off the stock exchange that gives you access to deposits. And these ETFs go and shop around for the best deposit rates, and they have a lot of buying power because they're investing billions of dollars, and then they pass on those better rates to everyone. So they're more of an alternative to savings accounts or high-interest savings accounts compared to other ETFs that allow you to invest into, for instance, shares. So are you finding that more people are looking at cash ETFs at the moment? Definitely over the last year or two, there's been a huge explosion in interest, Jennifer. And the reason is that the interest rates have obviously gone up a lot. And so people are more interested in savings interest generally. You know, there's also a little a little bit of reluctance to invest in shares at the moment because the economy is volatile. People are a bit worried about uh, inflation and economic growth and unemployment and what could be happening in the future. So I think those two combined have led to quite a lot of interest in these products The other big factor that's really driven interest is that the difference in the interest rate offered on these ETFs compared to what most people are getting in their bank savings accounts has really become a lot larger. So these ETFs now are paying a bit over the RBA cash rate and Mm. and listeners would know that the RBA cash rate at the moment is 4.1%. These ETFs are paying around 4.2% per year, whereas most bank accounts are only paying around 2% a year. Unless, of course, you've found one of these high interest accounts, but often they have a lot of other you know, strings attached. You might need to use a card a certain amount of times per month, or you might need to uh, not make withdrawals or other, um, you know, other rules like that. So can you take me through the different options available with cash ETFs? Sure. So at the moment on the ASX, there are three different products listed. Now, in other markets like the US, there are you know dozens of them. So you know I would expect over the next couple of years, there'll be more options available. Right now, there are three. Their ASX codes are AAA, which is the BetaShares High Interest Cash ETF. Um, that's the one that we recommend to our clients for cash that they have, that they don't want to invest because they need it probably in the next three years, but they also want to earn a high, high return. And that's paying just around 4.19% at the moment. And then the other two are iShares products. There's the iShares Core Cash ETF, B-I-L-L is the code. And the third one is the iShares Enhanced Cash ETF, I-S-E-C. And they're all pretty similar. The big difference between them is that they're depositing in different banks. And what I would say is generally they're all in, you know, very low credit risk and, and highly regarded banks. And so, you know, from from my perspective, in terms of the recommendation we're making to our clients, you know, I would say the money is pretty safe. The only caveat I would say is unlike when you deposit your money in a bank, in a savings account, you don't actually benefit from the government guarantee. So that's the, the main difference. 
So there'll be investors of all different types of experience listening to this. How, how would they access a cash ETF? Well, the most common way would be through a online stockbroker. And so if, if any of the listeners already have an online broking account, you can easily access them through those accounts. You know, the only uh, extra cost you have to be uh, aware of, as well as the management fees that are built into these ETFs, is actually brokerage costs. And, and so you should be calculating, you know, what's the impact of brokerage costs on your transaction. And that's why for investments of less than three months, I'd still recommend to listeners that you know, leaving the money in the bank is for most people the best option. But once you're invest, once you're looking to park that savings for three months to three years, and that might be to save up to a goal of, you know, going on a holiday or, or saving up for your kid's education or, or putting money aside for like something like that, that's when these products tend to make good sense. And how does it compare to say a term deposit or something like that? Well, term deposits are really priced off the interest rate curve, which means, you know, where are interest rates priced in the futures market and the swap market, you know, one month, three months or six months or 12 months into the future. Now, at the moment in Australia, the interest rate curve is pretty flat, which means that the interest rate we have today, which is 4.1%, is very similar to the interest rates, you know, three months, six months, 12 months into the future. And so what we're seeing on term deposits at the moment is that the best rates out there that I've seen are around 5% at the moment. And that's for people if they're prepared to lock up their money for you know 12 to 24 months. So certainly if you're prepared to lock up your money for a bit longer, the rates available are a little bit higher than these ETFs. The big downside to locking the money in obviously is that you don't have access to it in the short term. So if an opportunity comes up, for instance, if there's a share market crash and you really want to invest, there are some penalties to pull your money out of the term deposit. Whereas with cash ETFs, there's no penalties. So you're earning a little bit less, but you have more flexibility. Stay with me, Chris. We'll be back in a minute. I'm speaking to Chris Breike, CEO of Stockspot. How do you say that cash ETFs would fit into a broader portfolio and how should investors be thinking about them in that context? Well, the way that we explain it to our clients is that if you're planning to invest for more than three years or for any money that you don't need for the next three years, you know, we don't really see a, a, a place for having too much cash in your portfolio because over the medium and long run, cash historically has done pretty poorly as an investment asset class and has lagged even inflation. And, and so it's not a great place because you're going to lose purchasing power and lose value of money over time for longer periods. So for longer periods of time, you know, the portfolios we're recommending to clients don't have much, if any, cash. They're mainly in other asset classes like bonds and shares and property and infrastructure. However, for shorter term goals of up to three years, that's where cash has a great place in a portfolio. And that's because investing in the share market over shorter periods, and I think some listeners might think a short period is a week or two, the way that <laughs> we would frame it to clients is actually anything up to three years is short a short period in the share market. For that sort of period, your probability of actually earning a good return isn't good enough to justify investing, in my view, in the, into the share market. And that's where a cash ETF, you know, would have a, a, you know, a good place, I think, in a portfolio. And given that sort of big boom in the popularity that you mentioned in cash ETFs, where do you think the market's going to be for these funds in the next sort of five to 10 years? Well, it's interesting. Historically, there, there was a huge explosion in these sorts of products. If you look back in history in the 1970s, when there was a similar, you know, fast increase in interest rates and bout of inflation. 
and money market funds they were at that point in time not etfs because etfs didn't exist absolutely skyrocket in popularity and they stayed pretty popular for a whole decade because they're offering you know relatively good interest rates compared to what the banks were offering and i think we're seeing a similar trend at the moment that this is really the start or probably a trend that will continue for the next decade which is that you know banks are relying on people being lazy and not shopping around for better interest rates sadly like a yes. lot of other you know service providers in australia but for anyone that's savvy and, and prepared to shop around these products are actually giving a much better yield or interest rate compared to what you can get in the bank and and while that difference exists and at the moment it's about 2% the average etf um, cash etf return versus the average savings account return is 2% while you can earn that extra 2% um, i think the popularity of these products will continue to increase Worth noting in the US that that difference is even larger. It's around 3% and there's been an even bigger level of growth in these products in the US just because so many more people are, are realising it's a, a better way to, to earn an interest rate. Do you think it might actually give the banks a bit of a kick to up their game and pass through some better interest rates to consumers? You, look, you'd, you'd hope so, but unfortunately, <laughs> you know, the Australian banking uh, regime isn't particularly competitive when it comes to deposits because, you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, sadly just prepared to leave their deposits in, in bank accounts and don't put a lot of thought into the interest they're receiving, especially for short-term, you know, goals and needs that they have. So, you know, in a perfectly competitive market environment, absolutely, you'd think that banks would be competing for those deposits, but we don't exist in that world. And unfortunately, there isn't enough competition to really drive banks to increased interest rates anywhere near that sort of four or four and a bit percent that we're seeing in these cash ETFs. So my, my guess would be probably not. So moving away from cash ETFs quickly, what other trends are you seeing in the ETF market right now? Is, is there still a fascination with AI and technology like semiconductors? Look, at any point in time, Jennifer, there's always little trends that emerge in, in the investing landscape, and, and they tend to transpire now in the ETF world as well, because not only can people buy direct shares to you know access a different thematic in the markets, but an ETF allows them to do that as well. So you know, over the last year, for instance, yes, all the ETFs that are focused on AI have really seen a lot of um, money come into them because the stocks that are within those ETFs have performed very well. The, the NVIDIAs of the world have, have really seen huge increases in their share prices. The other theme that's done quite well in the ETF landscape that mirrors what's happened in underlying shares is around uh, lithium and the technologies around batteries. So those sorts of ETFs have also performed quite well. Um, but these are very niche themes. And, and I'd say to listeners, if you're investing into these, just be careful not to invest too much of your portfolio, because just as they can go up 80 or 100% in a year, they can also fall by 50% in a year. And, and that's what we saw with some of these cryptocurrency ETFs um, over the last year that actually fell by 80%. So you can't have too much of your portfolio in these products. Otherwise, you're going to weather some pretty, pretty enormous ups and downs. Chris, that was fabulous. Thank you very much for talking to Fear and Greed. My pleasure. And that was Chris Breike, the founder and CEO of online investment advisor Stockspot. This is the Fear and Greed business interview. Remember, this is general information only and you should seek professional advice before making any investment decisions. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's best business podcast. I'm Jennifer Duke, economics correspondent at Capital Brief and filling in for Sean Elmer. Have a great day.